Maybe it's because of who I follow on social media that I've gotten dozens of emails and social media ads that say, the best place to reach your customers is on the stage where they've come to hear you speak. So you will want to learn to speak professionally. This makes good sense. Instead of spamming thousands of people who will likely unsubscribe from your list, you will find a place to speak and invite all the interested customers to come and hear you. This push to become a professional paid speaker is pretty fierce right now. Whether it's a fad or a recognition of a long-standing truth, there's a push right now to learn how to speak professionally. And here's Toastmasters, where it's always been getting our members ready to step up onto that stage. In Pathways, it's a level five elective, prepare to speak professionally. Are you interested in public speaking or leadership skills? Then Toastmasters is for you. Welcome to the podcast, Toastmasters 101, where we talk about Pathways, the education program of Toastmasters International. I'm your host, Kim Kragy. Public speaking is fun. This is the secret behind the fear of public speaking. It's fun to stand up in front of people and make them react in a way that you want. It's a thrill to see people understand your message. Not to mention the respect you get when you've done it well. I don't know too many people who get on that stage but hate it. Why would you do something that you hate? I do know Laura, who joined Toastmasters when she took a new job and discovered that a good portion of that job was going to be giving presentations. She immediately joined Toastmasters because of how uncomfortable she felt doing that. Laura needed to become a professional speaker, and Toastmasters was there to give her the tools. She learned how to organize her material and present it in an accessible, interesting way. Laura spent over 10 years at this job before she retired. Her work literally changed the lives of dozens, maybe hundreds of people, because she was willing to get up on that stage. Right now, I have a pretty bitter taste in my mouth about professional speaking. I attended an event over the summer. It was not a Toastmasters event that advertised itself one way, training in a skill that I wish to improve. It turned out to be one continuous sales pitch of an unending line of consultants, trainers, and programs that I needed to buy now at a reduced discount. On the flip side, I regularly give workshops or seminars in my area, so I'm a professional speaker too. Well, that's awkward, isn't it? Let's take a look at the Level 5 Prepare to Speak Professionally elective. It's likely that people join Toastmasters for this specific purpose. They want to get up and tell their story. They want to create their personal brand, and they want to sell their product. The one drawback I've seen to Toastmasters dropping the walls between the levels in the pathways is that a newbie can think that they can come right into our program, head directly for that project, and ignore everything else that has to come before. If you see someone in your club doing that, it may be time for the new member's mentor or maybe the vice president of education to take them aside to help them understand that this project is not where you start. It's based extensively on the skills learned in all of the previous levels. 
As I look through this project again, I did complete it for one of my paths, and I use this evaluation every time I speak professionally. Okay, when I remember to print it out before I leave, I am most impressed with the marketing information that's presented. First, it's very thorough. Those five steps are absolutes in this society in order to be a professional public speaker who wants to make a living by giving speeches. Public speaking as a career is no different than selling a product. It's just you're selling yourself. Those five steps may be in a different order for a product. After all, you do have to do the research to create the product first. Second, this section doesn't go into deep details, which was a smart decision of Toastmasters. How these things are done will change over time. So committing to a specific plan, program, or platform is kind of futile. Did I just contradict myself? It's thorough, but it's not deep. Well, both are essentially true. They've laid out a course of action that allows you to develop your own take on it. By not saying, use product X to produce your website, they avoid having to rewrite the curriculum if product X disappears. So yes, it's mutually contradictory, and I'm good with paradox. You need to have the right foundation skills. Back in episode 18, I talked about four essential speech skills, the four electives in level three that I believe everyone should work, regardless of the requirement that only two or three must be completed. Every one of those four skills are now in play as you try to write a compelling keynote. Without mastering those essential skills, you cannot speak professionally. You just don't have the foundation. So I'm back at the newbies jumping into this project. Do whatever you can to discourage this leap. It will bring them sorrow and pain and frustration, and they'll blame us. One thing that I didn't think was covered enough in this project was the necessity to be flexible as a public speaker. I've heard stories about speakers who demanded their full time, even when the schedule had to change because of circumstances. I've heard speakers who spoke at light speed to cover all their material in half the time because somebody else took too long. I saw both of these this summer at that conference I attended, speakers taking over their allotted time, or a speaker who tried to cover all of her slides in a speech slot that had been effectively cut in half. The ability to change your script on the fly is a sign of a true professional. I mentioned last week that during a presentation to an audience that was more knowledgeable than I expected, I simply skipped slides. Maybe that's not an option for you on your topic, but then you've got to shave time off the end of your presentation, and since that's where your sales pitch for your book, your product, or your services, you're right not to want to skip there. Developing a professional presentation should include some flex. Right now, the big push in presentations is to use images instead of words on your slide. I think this is a great improvement in slide decks. It prevents you from reading from your slides, which is always a very bad thing to do, but it also allows you to skip material and the audience will never know. This elective will take you longer to do than most of your previous speech projects. The slide deck alone will probably take twice the time as speech prep if you're good at writing speeches. 
Looking at the Prepare to Speak Professionally Checklist Review, the instructions from this project say, write and present an 18 to 22 minute keynote style speech. Exemplify the point of view or message you would convey as professional level speaker. You may choose to use visual aids if they fit your speech and style. Your speech may be humorous, informational, or any style that appeals to you and supports your speech content. If you receive advance approval from the Vice President of Education, you may present your speech to a non-Toastmasters group. Okay, let's unpack that. First, an 18 to 22 minute speech will probably take up the entire prepared speaking portion of a meeting that lasts for an hour in a club. This will probably encroach on table topics portion as well, but with only one speaker, you have only one evaluation, so maybe it'll fit into your usual club meeting. There are clubs that specialize in longer speeches. Have you heard about advanced Toastmasters clubs? These clubs usually have a restriction on membership based on completing a number of speeches or levels and pathways. They offer many things that the community or corporate clubs don't offer. The time to give an advanced presentation that goes longer than seven and a half minutes. Advanced clubs also offer what we call round-robin evaluations, where everyone in the club is asked to give a very short evaluation comment about the speech. The wide range of perspectives provides tremendous value over a single evaluator with two to three minutes. My friend Marcia recently presented a portion of her upcoming keynote at our advanced club meeting. Her evaluator loved her intro. Twelve other people liked the intro. I was the lone holdout. Now, because Marcia is one of my closest friends and someone I think of as a mentor, and she's a DTM, she knew I wasn't going to attack her personally when I said, your introduction sucks. She modified her introduction based on one thing that I said and shaved five minutes off the speech. And when she gave the presentation, she had the audience in her hands. Was my comment that effective? Maybe it was, but she never would have heard it in a normal evaluation with a single evaluator in a normal meeting. So think about checking out an advanced club near you or starting one if you have enough fellow Toastmasters interested in it. Going back to the checklist, the second thing I want to unpack is the speech of your choice. 18 to 22 minutes is a mighty short keynote. I think you'd do better to create a longer speech and then you'll have a presentation that you can edit down to 22 minutes. The training for this project mentioned using stories. When you write a longer speech and then have to edit it, you're also editing your story. How will you handle that? Am I suggesting making more work for you? In the long run, I think developing a longer presentation that will be useful in the future actually means less work for you now. This project has the power to impact the rest of your life. This may be the foundation of your future as a professional speaker. Crafting a longer speech that's more marketable, but is instantly adjustable, is far more valuable to you and to the people who may want to hire you. If you want to get your message out, I suggest that you prepare for long and cut as needed. Now, what do you give your audience? I have talked about computer slides earlier in this podcast. If you're writing a keynote, 
slides are actually expected now. So what are you going to do for handouts? Do you expect your audience to take notes? Or are you going to provide a printout of the slide deck? What about providing a link to them online to your website with a convenient sign up for your email list? If you're worried about jumping over something on your handout and are afraid that the audience is going to know it, consider this. The best handouts have some extra value to the audience. More material that you didn't cover augments your message. Let them think that you've just given more than you spoke about. It gives you added credibility. You're just that good. If you're serious about preparing to become a professional speaker, then these are the things you must consider. On the other hand, if you're doing the speech because you think it's the easiest or fastest way to complete a level, okay, you don't need to think about these things. But for those of us who want to step onto a paid stage, we can cut our workload by working thoughtfully now with an eye toward the future. Third thing in that checklist getting approval from the VP Ed when you prepare to speak professionally. This sounds suspiciously like permission to speak outside of the club, which I do not need from anyone. Thank you very much. I think this might be better worded. Toastmasters International, I think. And let's emphasize that this is my own opinion that it may be better said that the VP Ed will approve the speech project for your path. This presentation meets the requirements for the speech project, and you'll have an evaluator, a fellow Toastmaster on site, to evaluate your presentation. I'm not so sure about the advanced approval part either. It may be that I have an opportunity rise and the VP Ed doesn't get the request before the event. Do I not get credit because of scheduling? Yes, I've had surprise opportunities come up. I've also had trouble with the vice president of education who was in Hawaii instead of at home. Can I blame her for not approving something while she was on vacation? Should I not get credit just because she wasn't checking her email while she was on the beach? So Toastmasters International, how about a moment's attention on this problem? Thanks. Looking at each of the level five elective projects individually is going to be a challenge for me. I haven't even opened some of them. So if you've completed a level five elective project, would you reach out to me? My email is on the contact page of our website, toastmasters101.net. I would like to talk to you about your level five elective project and your experience with it. Drop me an email so we can talk. If you're not yet at level five, I'd like to hear from you too. What's on your mind about Toastmasters? What do you want to know? You can email me using the same contact information on the website, toastmasters101.net slash contact us, or you can stop by and comment on the Toastmasters 101 podcast Facebook page. How can we help you on your Pathways journey? The music today is from incompetech.filmmusic.io. Toastmasters 101 is a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10. Did you know that you can find a link to the podcast on our website, district10.org, under the resources tab of the menu? I just found that out this week. I knew there was an ad there, but a link was a nice touch. Thank you, District 10, for five years of sponsorship and for promoting the podcast.